It's Making It Work from KSPC, where we talk with friends from our Claremont community about how to be as mentally, emotionally, and physically well as possible in ways that work with the need to stay at home during this pandemic. Today, we're taking a step back, which, among all the anxiety and chaos I've gotten used to, feels like a luxury. So we're going to reflect on meditation and the word mindfulness. What does it mean to be mindful or to practice mindfulness in your daily life? Do you need to own a yoga mat or some wind chimes? Is it complicated? Well, don't stress about it. That's kind of the opposite of the point. And let's see what our expert has to say. My name is Paola Ruiz-Beas, and I am an assistant dean at Pomona College. I was born, raised, and educated in Pomona, California. Currently at Pomona, I support the first year class. I have been meditating for the past 10 years, and I have completed a training at Pomona in the studio called Open Door to Yoga. And in the past 10 years, I've done workshops and other trainings and retreats to keep up with my practice. I don't know about you, but I came into this with a picture of mindfulness activities in my head, and that picture didn't really feel like it included me. But Paola told me that mindfulness is about what works for me. It's not always about needing to clear my head or think a certain way, just focusing on setting time aside for my own well-being however I choose. One of the misconceptions that we have is that mindfulness means that you're not thinking about anything. It's this false idea that you are going to turn off your thoughts and that you're going to have a blissful experience. And that's not what it is, right? It's about being present with yourself and nurturing yourself and whatever it is that you need. Sometimes because we live in a society where we strive for perfection, I hear, I hear people say, you know, oh, I tried meditating um, and it didn't work because I couldn't turn off my thoughts or... I tried meditating, but I had too many thoughts, so it wasn't a good meditation, you know? So we began to label like a good meditation with like not having any thoughts, which is first of all, not possible. And we equate meditation with just feeling good all the time. For me, what has been helpful is remembering that, you know, meditation, every single experience that we have with the meditation is gonna look different. You know, and some days because, again, you're in a better headspace, you can be able to just feel a little bit more at ease or or feel a connection to your thoughts a little bit better or to your feelings, emotions. And other days you're going to meditate and it's not going to feel the best. You know, we tend to think of the yoga magazine cover, right, where you have this pose and everything feels amazing and blissful. And... The reality is that that's not always the case for everybody, right? Certain people have certain access to different resources. And what I have tried to really incorporate with mindfulness and meditation is that you can practice mindfulness and you can meditate however you choose to do so, right? So if I want to sit down and have a cup of coffee and I want to have a mindful experience, I'm going to choose to have a mindful experience with me sipping my coffee. If I want to go on a walk and have a meditative walk, then I'm choosing to have that experience. So for me, what's important is like access and resources and how it's important for everybody 
to know that they deserve to have that break, they deserve to have that rest, and that we can incorporate these mindfulness practices throughout our day, whether it is through a meal, whether it is through taking a walk, whether we want to have a moment to journal and to write just to release, whether we give ourselves time to cry, whether we dance, create art, listen to music, whatever works for you. And again, I don't have the crystal ball, you know, I don't know what's the best for you. I do encourage and invite people to search within themselves to see what they need in that given moment. So again, like I said, whether it's cooking yourself a meal or eating a meal, art, journaling, being with community, right? Knowing when you need to connect with others and reach out to feel connected, especially right now where there's a lot of physical distancing. We can also be mindful of how do we continue to connect heart to heart, even beyond the physical distance. Paola says mindfulness is especially relevant now, given all of the stressors we can experience from day to day in this situation. But also, these skills aren't by any means unprecedented. One of the things that I can personally draw strength from was that I had my own little quarantine, or at least the closest to quarantine that I can say that I've experienced. And that is during postpartum. You know, I have a daughter who's going to be two. And that fourth trimester, when that baby comes out and you're in the house with the baby, is really tough, right? I was in the middle of four walls, um, learning a lot, coping through so many challenges. And it was really, really, really tough. I had a major anxiety. And one of the things that I did for myself every single day, once I was able to walk and move and drive, was to leave the house, walk away, and get myself a cup of coffee or tea or whatever I felt I needed to drink that day. But just the fact that I was walking away from my home, from her, and kind of reconnecting back to me was life-changing. And it helped me just take it moment by moment because back then I felt like I was trapped and I couldn't get out and I didn't know when this was going to end. Um, So I draw strength from that experience for myself during this time, right, where it could feel like, oh my gosh, I feel trapped or I feel like I can't leave and um, I don't know when this is going to end. It just helped me ground myself to the moment. So anything like rituals, anything that helps you create some type of structure and routine can be very helpful. Start by giving yourself just five minutes a day, you know. We can overwhelm ourselves and think like, oh my gosh, I have to create this new thing. And now it becomes like another task or something that you have to complete, a chore. And it doesn't feel very good, right? So start small, you know, start giving yourself five minutes a day where you can just reclaim that time as yours and use it to do whatever it is that's going to make you feel better. It's important to acknowledge that these ideas of mindfulness and meditation might feel foreign or unapproachable, especially at first. I asked Paola what she thinks about that. It's very unapproachable, you know? I mean, I went through the training and I felt weird, right, being in the training and just because, like, the type of people that it could attract, you know, and nothing against the people that it does attract, but I didn't grow up, like, 
thinking that is something I can access or even practice. I'm first generation. My parents are from Mexico. Nobody's doing this right in my family. My friends were definitely not into it. It's like walking into a whole different world, you know. But what I've experienced just from my own journey was that all of our people have been colonized, right, in some way or another. And during that colonization, we lost the arts and the rest and the healing. And so we've lost a lot of that. So we've been like out of touch with that. So part of me like meditating or just sharing tools within my community is to like reclaim that within myself, within my family, within my community, within my lineage and saying, no, we do actually deserve that. We do actually deserve to heal. And this is how we're going to reclaim it. And we're going to make it our own too. (laughs) Yeah, because my parents are immigrants from Mexico. Like they were not talking about let's sit down for five minutes and meditate, you know? They were not talking about self-care. Like none of this that I have learned throughout the past decade is something that I grew up knowing, you know? So, and part of that is like reclaiming it again and making it our own and saying, yes, I do deserve to take a break. Like, are you kidding me? Like, we have struggled so much and we have hustled and worked so hard. Like, yes, I'm going to take some rest because this is actually going to help me and my community in a better way. You know, I'm going to be, I don't want to say productive because I hate that word, you know, but this is going to help me just feel better about myself. And like, that's our birthright, you know, to love ourselves and to feel good. One thing Paola recommended is trying out a guided meditation, either using apps like Insight Timer or with any other video or audio you find. Paola, luckily enough, makes her own guided meditations, and she was kind enough to walk us through a brief grounding exercise to show how simple and calming they can be. So find a place to relax if possible, and here we go. So I'm going to invite you to allow your eyes to close if you are in a place where you can do so. I'm going to invite you to take a breath in and release it. So noticing any tension in your body, any areas that feel heavy. Noticing any areas that feel light. Noticing the sounds that you hear, wherever it is that you're sitting. Noticing the sound of my voice, the sound of the bowl. Keep breathing. Inhaling peace. Exhaling fear. Inhaling peace. Exhaling fear. Noticing where your thoughts are at without any judgment. Relaxing the top of your head, the back of your head. 
Relaxing your face, your eyes, your nose, your cheeks, your mouth, your teeth, your tongue, right ear, left ear, allowing your jaw to soften and feeling that relaxation travel down your neck, your throat, down your shoulders, arms, hands, fingers. Relaxing your upper back, letting go of any weight that you may be carrying for yourself, for your loved ones, for your community, for the country, for the world. Let it go just for this moment. Breathing into your heart space, relaxing your heart, the back of your heart, your chest your ribcage, your lungs and feeling that relaxation travel from the top of your spine down the middle all the way down to the base of your spine relaxing your nervous system your belly, your organs your womb space I'm feeling that relaxation travel down to your lower body, hips, pelvis, thighs, knees, down your legs, all the way down to your feet, your toes, and the bottom of your feet. Inhaling peace. Exhaling peace. Inhaling peace. Exhaling peace. feel ready may gently allow yourself to bring sensation back into the body and gently allowing your eyes to open noticing the flow of your breath noticing where your thoughts are at Noticing how your body feels. That's Pomona Dean Paola Ruiz-Beas with some lovely tips on mindfulness and meditation. I hope you came out of this feeling refreshed or energized and better equipped to practice mindfulness as life continues to unfold. I know I did. That's it for today's Making It Work from KSPC. Thanks very much to Paola for taking some time out of what I'm sure has been an extremely stressful moment, helping figure out how to bring an entire college online if you haven't heard. In order to help us de-stress, you can visit ksbc.org slash makingitwork for more of her meditations. The theme music is by Raj at iconsate.com. This show is produced and edited by me, Jasper Davidoff. See you next week.